Voices of IFIS, where we speak with people from around the IFIS Fellowship about all things student ministry. Hello and welcome to Voices of IFIS. I'm Maeva and today I'm joined with Ben Carswell. Hey Ben, how are you? Hi. Yeah, very good, thank you. So it's very late, I think, where you are now. We have like loads of hours of difference. I don't know how many. Um, is it 12 or something? Uh, from from where you are in, in the UK, I think it's 11 hours at the moment. Sometimes, wow. wow. Sometimes 12, sometimes 13, just depends on the season. Well, that's crazy. Thank you so much for doing this. That's all right. Um, so I don't know if you know Ben. Um, I don't really know him. It's the first time that I'm talking to him. So would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, well, kia ora, as we say in New Zealand. My name is Ben Carswell. Um, I have the privilege of serving as the National Director of TSCF, uh, which is the IFES movement in New Zealand. Uh, over here in New Zealand, I describe myself as a Yorkshire Kiwi uh, I was born and raised in Yorkshire in the north of England. Um, and 14 years ago, I moved to New Zealand with my wife. Uh, three months after we'd married, um, Jen and I moved here with two suitcases each. And we've since had three children here in New Zealand. So we're a mix of England, Ireland and uh, New Zealand. And usually we can pick a sporting team that wins between those three countries. <laughs> Um, so can you talk to me a little bit about your career in IFIS? Yeah, so I um, I studied in three different countries um, over six years. I got two degrees in, in that time, um, and uh, not because I'm particularly academic, but I liked uh, different experiences. So I first studied in the United States, uh, and it was there that I first interacted with IFES properly as a student. Uh, attending the Urbana Missions Com Conference. Uh, and then I returned uh, to Wales and then to Scotland, uh, where as a student, I was part of the Christian unions uh, in Wales and Scotland. I was part of the leadership team. And then um, uh, after I'd graduated, after I'd worked in marketing, which I was trained in for a little while, I worked as a staff worker in Cardiff uh, before I moved to New Zealand. And for the last 14 years, I've been serving with TSCF uh, here in New Zealand. Wow. And how did you end up going to New Zealand? Oh, that's a long story, but I'll give you the, the shorter version. Uh, the simple answer is God brought us here. Um, when I was on staff uh, in the UK, I had been invited by a friend of mine uh, to bring a missions team of students to come and serve uh, with TSCF here in New Zealand. And um, I, I'd heard lots about New Zealand. I knew about rugby. I knew about Lord of the Rings. I knew people want to go to visit New Zealand. Um, but I also knew it was a place that needed Jesus. And um, so after arranging things, um, I agreed to come. And in 2006, I brought a small team uh, of a few students um, to New Zealand. And at the time, I was going out with my uh, to be wife. Um, she was just my girlfriend at that stage. The last thing she said to me before I boarded the plane was, don't you go and get offered a job in New Zealand? 
And I foolishly said to her, oh, don't worry, even if I was offered a job, I wouldn't take it. Uh, well, um, you know how that one ends. And uh, God had other plans for us. Really, I came to New Zealand um, burdened for my homeland and for the area that I came from, Yorkshire, um, which is very spiritually needy. And just felt, oh, well, um, this is probably where God was calling me in terms of Yorkshire. But then I came to New Zealand and saw some of the real needs here. And God began to answer some of my prayers of how can I respond to the needs that I see. Um, and over time, God called both of us, uh, Jen and myself, as a married couple to return. So um, I guess in many ways, it was the answer of lots of prayers and a response to some of the input that I'd seen both at Urbana initially and then as a student and seeing that it wasn't just my student group or my university that needed to hear about Jesus, um, but that actually that uh, the good news of Jesus needed to be taken to the whole world. Okay. So can you tell me a little bit about how was the movement when you arrived? Like, did you have loads of yeah, groups? Yeah, um, so New Zealand is quite a long and thin country um, in terms of its uh, geography. Uh, we have seven universities across the country. So it's not huge in terms of numbers. Um, there's a, around 200,000 students at those universities across New Zealand. And to be honest, the student movement when I came was very uh, small and fragile. Uh, for a number of years, uh, we declined in numbers. And uh, just prior to when I came, I think it wouldn't be exaggerating to suggest that it nearly closed down. We nearly had to uh, finish the movement in terms of uh, just the number of students we were interacting with. But um, with my predecessor, uh, Nigel Pollock, uh, and a small team of others, uh, we came together to serve to see if we could see the work uh, grow under God's good hand. And over the last 15 years or so, that has really happened as New Zealanders have come through and been involved in TSCF, but also um, have then stayed committed and stayed involved. So we're still a, a very small movement compared to uh, some around the world. Uh, we're still um, quite fragile as well. Um, we, we suffer uh, if we lose staff or if student groups um, don't. Uh, go from one year to the next. We still have some of those uh, pressures financially. There are still challenges, but uh, God has grown the work and we've seen a steady stream of people coming to faith in Jesus and going on in him uh, and some of them becoming staff, but also many going into different parts of life and ministry around New Zealand and the world. That's good. And um, so I've heard that you're involving um, with Breaking New Ground Movement, which is called BNG. So before telling me what you are doing with BNG, can you tell me what it is? Yeah, Breaking New Ground is uh, an initiative that IFES established ooh, four or five years ago, really to try and um, pioneer new groups on campuses where there wasn't already an IFES student witness. And uh, in some places, that was an entirely new uh, regions or sometimes even countries. Uh, in other places, it was just on campuses that there weren't um, student groups. So uh, TSEF and myself have been part of the Breaking New Ground initiative. We initially started with three campuses where, um, for different reasons, we didn't have um, a student witness. One of them was a merged polytechnic 
um, and had a new campus develop. Uh, and we've traditionally found it harder to reach students on some of the polytechnic campuses. Then there was a new campus that opened um, in, in a, um, one of the established universities. And then another university that we just struggled on that particular campus. It was a commuter campus where students came in and out uh, quite frequently. Uh, so we started some groups and we've had varying degrees of success. Uh, two of those groups have continued well. One uh, hasn't and uh, isn't going today. We've also expanded a bit in TSEF trying to think through how we break new ground amongst new people groups. And um, for TSCF, the indigenous people in New Zealand are the Maori people. And um, we have a lot of Pacific Island students, uh, some of whom were born in New Zealand and raised in Pacific Island families, some of whom have come from the South Pacific Islands. Um, and we're trying to break new ground effectively amongst um, uh, the Indigenous people and Pacifica students. Again, groups that we, we've had very limited contact with um, in recent years and trying to see students reach for Christ uh, amongst those. So breaking new ground has been a really significant and important part of TSEF's ministry and IFES globally. Probably the other thing that's worth saying on that is breaking new ground has been quite a significant part of the IFES South Pacific story as well. Uh, so when I moved here, we had had some contact with some of the islands uh, around the South Pacific and through the work of a number of different um, student movements of the established movements uh, in uh, Fiji, in New Zealand, in Australia. Um, they developed a group in Vanuatu, uh, which is one of the islands. And um, from there, the uh, at the last IFES World Assembly, the, the movement um, affiliated with IFES. But then from that, um, some students also then um, wanted to see a work grow in their islands because they were studying in Vanuatu. And so in the Solomon Islands, a work has grown. And what we've seen is as the work has grown across uh, the islands where uh, there wasn't previously a witness, other students have gone back to their homeland, gone, gone back to their islands and want to see uh, the Lord doing a work there. So we, we are praying that God would raise up uh, students to be a witness in places like New Caledonia, where there is a work establishing and hopefully will affiliate uh, in Samoa, uh, in American Samoa, um, in Tonga, the Kingdom of Tonga. Um, and just recently, an InterVarsity staff member has moved to the island of Guam, uh, which technically isn't in um, it isn't in either IFES region. It's it's North American, um, the USA. It's a USA territory, but uh, more connected to the South Pacific. So we've claimed him as one of our own and really longing to see uh, a work develop uh, there in Guam as well. Wow. So I forgot to ask a little bit, but what's the the Christian context in, in New Zealand, but also in those Pacific Islands? Uh, those would be two very different uh, answers, actually. In New mm -hmm. Zealand, we are one of the most secular countries in the world. Um, we, um, in New Zealand, the gospel only arrived 207 years ago. Um, on Christmas Day, actually, the guy that brought the gospel to New Zealand came from my home village in Yorkshire. Uh, so there's a bit of a personal connection for me. 
But the gospel came and uh, came with the Europeans who brought uh, the good news of Jesus. Uh, but bit by bit, New Zealanders have thrown off um, the gospel. And really, most people today would um, be respectful of Christianity and be open to talking about Jesus. But it's Jesus amongst multiple gods and um, really, most most New Zealanders are quite apathetic about Christianity uh, and really not wanting uh, religion to interfere with their lives in any way. So there's there's quite a, a secular attitude, and that plays out in the universities and schools, even in the churches as well. Um, having said that, the Pacific Islands have quite a different story, and many of the Pacific Islands would be strongly Christian in culture now for. For quite a number of the Pacific Islanders, that would be a nominal uh, Christianity or a cultural Christianity, if you like, where they would go to church on Sunday. And there may be questions of whether the gospel has really transformed someone's life, whether Jesus uh, has um, has changed someone's life. But that influence and the respect for Christianity probably has a greater influence in New Zealand um, because of the Pacific Islanders who are within New Zealand. So uh, the city of Auckland, our largest city, um, is said to be my, by many to be the largest Polynesian city in the world of these Pacific Islanders. And the influence of, of them um, is quite significant, although um, for many of them, they're, they're also beginning to throw off the shackles of religion and, and Christianity and go in their own way. And uh, it's quite a tragic mess watching what happens when a nation turns its back on God. That's very hard. How are you else involved in other ministries in IFIS? I heard that you're involved in other things. Oh, well, uh, TSCF is one of the founding members of IFES. We're very proud of that. I suspect that probably comes because we're a smaller movement and because we're at the bottom of the world and sometimes uh, we get forgotten and missed off the map. Um, so. Even IFES sometimes has chopped New Zealand off, off the map. Uh, but we're, we're very proud uh, to be from New Zealand and very proud of what God is doing down here uh, through a country of five million people and many more million sheep. Um, so so we, we have tried to be connected to IFES in as many ways as possible. So our students would all have a great sense of not just being part of TSEF, but also of something bigger. Um, we try and foster some of that with some of the student work that we're involved in, and we have very strong connections with a number of IFES movements. Probably the one where we have the strongest and closest connection is Sese in Ecuador, uh, where Ruth Hicks is the general secretary. And Ruth is one of TSEF's uh, graduates. She moved Uh, some years ago to Ecuador, she met and married Josue, who also worked as the general secretary before Ruth. And now Ruth um, is the general secretary there. So uh, we we love Ruth. We we pray for her. We stay connected. Our student groups would support the work there and feel a very close connection there. We, we have a similar partnership with a couple working with GBU in Italy, uh, where they've been pioneering student work. Closer to home, we've had a very close connection with Fiji and Pacific Students for Christ. Um, and again, a lot of Fijians in New Zealand and New Zealanders going to Fiji. And then the other one is with UESI in India, 
And TSEF, since the 1960s, has um, had scholarships for students from India to study at theological colleges and then potentially to become graduates who are graduate leaders or staff members. And again, uh, we we hold that connection very closely. Um, one of our four aims as TSCF is global reach. And that is because we believe the gospel is not just for New Zealand, but for the world. And that's sending people as well as people coming to New Zealand. And in these COVID times, uh, we still believe that God is the God of the universe, not just of our particular country. Uh, and actually, in some ways, we've tried to shape that with our students even more in these times. If you can pray, um, you can pray for what God is doing, you can uh, give. And once borders reopen again, uh, potentially send as, as well and, and maybe even go overseas. So, yeah, we, we have a very... Um, a strong connection and feel a strong part of uh, IFES. That's amazing because I feel like when, for well, me personally, when I started studying, I I didn't know that there were other groups in the world, and it's it's amazing to for you that you share that yeah that to your students and that they know that they are part of something bigger, um, and yeah, and because sometimes we can feel very discouraged, but then when we see others, we're like, whoa, there's a small group, there are only two when they do like mission weeks and things like that. And you're like, okay, yeah. I can do more. <laughs> yeah, well, none of our groups are particularly big. They range in size from probably about one to 60. Um, and we don't have many at the size of 60. So most of our groups are just a handful Um of, of students but actually it's amazing the difference and even one or two students who work together can make for Jesus on a campus yeah yeah it's amazing um and can you could you share with me some two like yeah one or two encouraging testimonies that you had through your ministry that really marked you yeah um Probably one recently and then one that goes back a bit further and, and maybe these will help people who um, maybe sometimes ask the question of, God, what are you doing? Um, we we are very privileged in New Zealand that we've been able to meet again in person and really we've had a very limited time where we've been affected by COVID-19. Uh, we were affected in 2020 more significantly and our university year runs differently to much of the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, so our year begins with and goes with the calendar year. Uh, so last year we had to cancel our in-person conference and go online. And then this year we were able to meet again in person for the first time in two years. And uh, very excited about that. Um, as it happened, there was some concern about some COVID cases that had happened in New Zealand. So we had exactly 100 students um, or 100 people gather, which was the, the total limit that we were allowed. And we had a number of students who uh, were not followers of Jesus, not Christians, who came to the conference. There was one in particular who was quite a character. And um, quite early on, I think most people realised, oh, yes, this this guy's a, a bit of a... a a cheeky chap, if you really, if you like, and um, but I knew that he he wasn't a Christian, and we were praying for him. And uh, I've just recently heard news that uh, as a result of uh, the witness of students over a number of years, but also them being at our 
conference heard that he and another student have trusted Christ. Um, so we're thrilled that we've been able to have uh, conferences, but also that we're seeing students come to faith. The second uh, story is probably a, a slightly different one. And uh, just recognize that money is a real concern for many people and that um, we ask questions of, oh, can God provide for what I need um, or we need for our ministry? In Galatians 6, 9, we read these words, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. 25 years ago, when I was a student in America, uh, just after the Urbana conference, I went on a missions trip to Jamaica, which to many people sounds very nice. Uh, it was to a harder part of Jamaica, and I served there, um, really trying to, to get some exposure to missions and to seeing what God is doing around the world. I didn't really think too much of it, um, and it was a good time. It was a significant part of my life, but that was 25 years ago. Um, we've been praying for people to stand with us and uh, partner with us in prayer and financially. Uh, and I've been praying that God would raise up new supporters to stand with us. A little while back, I got a message from the team lead of that missions trip 25 years ago. And he contacted me and he said, are you involved in Christian ministry? And it is the organization that you work for a charity, which TSEF and IFES are. So I was able to say yes. Uh, involved in leading TSCF, and this is who we are. He said, well, the mission agency that we served with in Jamaica 25 years ago is closing down, and they want to distribute their assets to different people who have served uh, with that agency in Jamaica. This is 25 years ago. And so um, they asked for details so that they could give towards the work of TSCF and uh, it may have felt quite a small thing for them, but the gift that we received or I received for TSCF was the largest gift I've received in my time on, on uh, staff with the IFES. And it will make a massive difference. And that wasn't the reason I went on that missions trip, but, but God knew that I needed um, and we needed uh, funds at this time. And he provided due to something 25 years ago where uh, I could never have imagined. So uh, God is answering prayers, both in terms of students coming to Christ and going on in him, but also providing the resources needed for missions. Wow, that's amazing. That's a, such an amazing story. <laughs> oh, thanks for sharing that. Um, so what's what are your plans for the next year? So is it going to be the end of the um, scholar year? This year, like yeah, we're, yeah, we're we're coming to the end of the school year. Uh, a couple more months, um, and then students will have done their exams and go on summer holiday. So we're just coming to the end of winter at the moment. Um, so in terms of planning for next year, I suppose like much of the world, we just don't know what it's going to be like, and um, I think that's been a good reminder for us all that um, God is in control. We're not, and that we can trust Him, and we must trust Him. So we're making plans, but we hold those plans lightly and loosely because we know that uh, they may have to change and, uh, and we don't really know for sure how COVID-19 is going to play out next year and beyond. Um, having said that, we, we want to see students um, being reached with the gospel of Jesus and 
uh, sharing that good news with others around them. So we, we will be planning for uh, orientation events, the, the, the start of the year, uh, and sharing Jesus. We've been using the Mark drama, which came out of IFES in Austria, um, uh, and we have plans on a few different campuses for that. One of, one of the most exciting um, ventures that we've been involved in is something that we've called the Well, and it's opposite one of the universities in the South Island of New Zealand, um, mostly students who study agriculture and business, um, but the, the, there was a plot of land that came up for sale directly opposite the university. And so um, we've asked supporters to stand with us. We've borrowed some money and we um, we bought that plot of land and we're starting to build a house on it. Uh, the house is building, uh, or the builders are building the house even as we're uh, speaking. Uh, that we, we hope that by the end of this year that that house will be built and that the start of next year we'll be able to have nine people, students in that house and to use it as a base um, for witness and sharing Jesus, but also for discipling students. And particularly as, as students are finding it harder to book rooms on campus for various reasons, sometimes deliberate by universities, sometimes just because of the impact of the pandemic. We found that uh, opening the Bible with students and introducing them to Jesus through the pages of Scripture, but then also showing this is what it looks like to live as a Christian, to have a life uh, completely shaped by him. Um, that's when people tend to become Christians because they've seen those two things together. And, and we pray that the well, it's named that because it's on a road called Springs Road, that the well is a bit like the well that Jesus met the Samaritan woman at and told him all about who he is. Uh, we want the well to be a place where students encounter Jesus, hear who who he is, and then uh, are transformed by him. Wow, that's such an amazing project. Uh, I yeah. hope it will be finished on time. Yeah, we do too. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about building stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, um, they're always more expensive than you think and always take longer than you think. But we, God willing, we're on track at the moment. But uh, yeah, it is a very exciting adventure, that. Oh, that's good. We'll have to talk next year and you can tell us how it's going yeah. <laughs> um so can you tell me how we can support you in your ministry through like prayer giving if you need anything can you share a little bit yeah i am um, i haven't actually talked that much about auckland which is the largest city in new zealand we have over a hundred thousand students in that city it's it's a significant and strategic city both in terms of New Zealand and the wider region. Over 100,000 students, we have currently two part-time staff in the city. And so we are incredibly stretched. The student work across the city is going well, but we are understaffed and we need staff to support the students and to disciple them, to encourage and support them in that work. Uh, and I believe that if the work in Auckland is strong, that the ripples would be felt around New Zealand, but also around the South Pacific, and God willing, around the world as well. So if I was going to ask for one specific prayer, would you pray for the city of Auckland? And pray the prayer that Jesus asked us to pray, that the Lord of the harvest would send out workers into his harvest field, um, that he would raise up men and women to be workers there. Now, that... Um, 
that is that's about people but we also need people to be resourced and so there is a money side to that as well and we would love you to pray for uh, the provision of finances to support those workers part of the reason that uh, we're so understaffed there is it is a very expensive city to live in and to work in and so it is an increased challenge for us um and uh, we would love people to partner with us financially and can do that from around the world. Um, I often say to people, um, I'm from New Zealand, and people around the world say, oh, Lord of the Rings. So here's my challenge. Next time you think of Lord of the Rings, uh, why not pray for New Zealand or think, oh, I could be a part of that work. The other thing is that, um, again, when borders open, it's not as straightforward at the moment, though it's not impossible. Um, maybe maybe God might be calling someone listening to this to be the answer to that prayer for workers. Um, I never thought I was coming to New Zealand, but God has brought me here, and 14 years later, I'm still here. Uh, maybe some New Zealanders wish I wasn't, but um, yeah, that, that maybe God would call uh, some people to be part of the work. We need, we need workers from around the world, and TSCF has been strengthened by that. Uh, so we'd love you to pray for that. We'd love you to pray for the well. Uh, pray that it would be finished on time, that we'd find the right students to uh, join that and be part of that house and residential community um, and pray that we'd be able to finance it. Um, and then longer term, we're thinking about what will it look like uh, when the borders reopen, when international students will come back. I know that New Zealand is perceived by many to be a very safe and attractive place because of that. And so we're trying to think, right, how do we reach internationals who will come back to these shores and we have the opportunity to share about Jesus. So there's a few things that you can pray for. Oh, thank you. Well, you heard this and you can get and pray for this. Absolutely. Um, yeah, well, thank you. It was very nice to talk with you, Ben. And I've learned so much about New Zealand. And now it, it really, I can really understand what yeah, TSCF is doing. And yeah, thank you for all the explanation for everything. My pleasure. It was very nice. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Hopefully you can tell us everything about your news next year. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much, Ben. You're welcome. As we say in New Zealand, which means we'll see you again. Thanks for listening to Voices of IFIS. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform to hear more interviews like this one today. If you want to hear stories of how students are transforming their campuses around the world, subscribe to Prayerline, our weekly newsletter with inspiring stories to help you pray for student movement. You can go to ifisworld.org to subscribe or follow us on Instagram and Facebook to listen to stories in audio form.